Doctor Who, The Lost Flame, by George Mann and Kevin Scott. Read by Claire Higgins. Let me get this straight. You're saying that we're heading across the galaxy to meet a secret order of nuns? Brandon Yao was pacing back and forth before the TARDIS console, his brow furrowed in concern. His plaid shirt was looking a little worse for wear, following their recent spell in the 17th century. And his jeans were spattered with mud. He looked dishevelled, decided Alex, as she leaned back against the railing. Dishevelled, tired, outraged. And yet there was a hint of a smile on his lips, too. Despite her brother's vigorous protest to the contrary, the adventuring life seemed to suit him well. If only he could see it himself. Well, I'm excited about meeting the space nuns, she said. She rubbed her arms, feeling a little cold in just a T-shirt and skinny jeans. The TARDIS wasn't the warmest of places, despite its cosy, now familiar air. She'd have to find a sweater somewhere amongst the rooms full of old junk. They're not space nuns, mumbled the doctor, shaking his head in exasperation. He was circling the TARDIS controls, flicking switches and cranking levers. They're the sisterhood of Karn, the keepers of the flame, an ancient order founded to protect the secrets of their planet and prevent their sacred elixirs from falling into the wrong hands. <laughs> That's what we said. Space nuns, said Alex. The doctor shot her a look. They won't be pleased to see us then, said Brandon. Not if they're so keen on secrets. Oh, they're always pleased to see me, said the doctor. We're all pals. Although a healer may not like what I have to say this time around. Interfering in human affairs, unleashing ancient forces. Someone's been very naughty indeed. His words were drowned out by a sound like a nearby thunderclap. The TARDIS seemed to turn on its head. Alex grabbed the ring, while Brandon was thrown from his feet. Somewhere in the distance, a bell tolled, and the Doctor hung on to the console as books leapt from their shelves on the upper gantry, a blackboard toppling from its easel to smash down the stairs. Doctor! she yelled as the grey-haired man struggled to regain control of his craft. Come on! Come on! There was another sudden thud and the frenzied seesawing ceased. The engines belched one last almighty wheeze, and then everything fell silent. What was that? said Brandon, picking himself up from the floor. The doctor smoothed the front of his jacket as if nothing had happened. Oh, just a bit of turbulence, nothing to worry about. Doctor, said Alex. He flicked a switch. The sisters have improved their planetary defences, that's all. Because they're always so pleased to see you, said Brandon. Come on, they'll be waiting for us, said the doctor, crossing the control room to throw open the door. The TARDIS had materialised on a vast rocky plain that stretched as far as the eye could see. It was dark, with only the occasional flash of lightning to illuminate their bleak surroundings. The barren landscape was littered with odd, jagged shapes. Some gleamed in the low light, while others were pitted and scarred, dulled by eons of rust. What is this stuff? 
said Brandon, kicking through a heap of electrical components on the rocky ground. It's a spaceship graveyard, said the doctor, where old vessels come to die. Yes, but what did this, said Alex, her voice a reverential whisper. It looks as though they've been ripped apart. The doctor raised an eyebrow. I told you, turbulence. He made an expansive gesture with his arms. And here comes our welcoming committee. Alex turned to see three robed figures approaching through the sea of wreckage. Two of them bore flaming torches, flanking the third, who walked with her head bowed, face hidden beneath a red hood.